everybody. Welcome back to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pekulski. As always, framing this podcast from living your greatest life in a body you love. Body fat doesn't serve us. It's something that all of us at some point in our lives want to eliminate. Uh, I think ideally the uh, objective should be not eliminating body fat, but learning how to live a life that sustains low body fat all the time. It shouldn't be up a hill and down a hill. It should be sustainable. It should be daily habits and practices that ultimately you're able to sustain in your current lifestyle. We all have a different lifestyle. We all have different degrees of uh, obligations and degrees of busyness, right? We all have certain things that fill our life and there's seasons of life. Sometimes the season says, gosh, I'm working 16 hours a day. I just don't have time to do the work. Sometimes the season of life says, you know what? I've got tons of time to do training and cardio and all these things and take advantage of those things. And in the seasons of being busy, learn the high impact habits that you ultimately must execute on every day. When you're really busy, you have to learn the habit of eating less. When you're really bit, when you're not busy, you've got extra time, you have to create the habit of doing more, creating more work. I personally have a belief that we don't have an overeating problem as a society. I don't think overeating is a problem. I think eating the wrong foods is a problem. I think under moving is a problem. I think if you choose the right foods in general, the likelihood of you actually overeating on calories is very small. Our society is obviously founded on terrible food choices. Most of us grew up eating terrible foods things that humans ultimately shouldn't be consuming. I call them Frankenstein foods to my kids. Sometimes I call them poison. I just don't think they're foods. I think they're chemically engineered foods. You can believe what you want. I think the further we diverge away from our ancestral practices, the further we diverge away from health. So today's podcast is a recording from a webinar I did this previous weekend on fat loss for men over 40. If you're not a man over 40, you're still gonna get tons of value to this podcast. I was specific about delivering this podcast to men over 40 because that's myself. That's who I can relate to. And that's who I want to help. I want to help high achievers who ultimately want to thrive in every aspect of their life. A lot of men out there like myself, and maybe like you, are doing really well in some areas. And as a high achiever, we really want to do well in all areas, don't we? Doing well in one area is wonderful. That's a great start. But as soon as you kind of create that anchor in that one area, it's important that you start letting those habits and the consistency and discipline then penetrate all the areas of your life. And that's what this podcast is really about, is helping you live that greatness that is, is in every single one of us. You're going to love this podcast. We had over 100 people on the webinar and, uh, and really, really great feedback. So thank you for being here. Thank you for always listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you guys by, by Optimizers, the best magnesium on the planet, all organic, seven sources of magnesium, something that I use literally every day of my life to help me calm down. Personally, I use a lot of magnesium. I think it's important, especially if we're stressed, especially if we're training harder, if we're moving a lot. Magnesium tends to get burned through with muscle contraction. Muscle contraction isn't just exercise. Sometimes muscle contraction is stress. Think about if I came into your room with a snake or a lion, your muscles tense up, right? That's contraction, that's tone. So taking additional magnesium anytime you're in a, a position of stress or if you're trying to calm down the nervous system, as well as hundreds of other chemical reactions in the body that magnesium is responsible for, this is the one mineral that no one should be neglecting. Head over to magbreakthrough.com. Use the code MUSCLE. They get hooked up with 10% off. And for a limited amount of time, Mag Breakthrough is going to be hooking you up with some P3OM and some masszymes while supplies last. P3OM is the proteolytic probiotic, meaning it breaks down proteins. And masszymes, as you guys know, is the greatest um, 
proteolytic enzyme on the planet to help break down proteins. If you're consuming a lot of proteins, if you feel any any bloating, any indigestion, anything like that, mass time is a great addition to your uh, diet regimen, which I suggest for anyone who's looking to increase the protein in, in their intake in their diet, or ultimately anyone over the age of 40, which we know that our ability to break down protein actually decreases, but our ability or requirement and necessity for protein actually increases. So we need more protein to sustain muscle as we get older, but our body tends to break down less due to maybe deteriorating cells in the stomach or whatever reason else exists. This podcast is also brought to you by Fresh Press Olive Oil. My favorite olive oil is back for a limited time. Guys, you know, this is a seasonal thing. If you haven't already checked out Fresh Press, you are missing out. I promise this is nothing like you've ever had before in your life. It's not like the grocery store bought olive oil. This is legit. I think it's my favorite food. I actually consumed about a half a bottle last week, and I feel like it started to accumulate around my stomach. So I pulled back my quantities a little bit. I was like, all right, you know, even though I love this stuff so much, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill out on my dosages. I just literally drizzle it on some rice cakes, and it's the best snack. Uh, I put it on my salads. I put it on my meat. I kind of put it on everything. It's really high-quality fat. If you guys don't know, the type of fat you eat is really, really important. And having fresh-pressed olive oil is truly a blessing. The health benefits of this olive oil are uh, outstanding. And you can get a bottle for just a dollar for being a listener of the podcast. If you go to Get Fresh 3.5, the number 3.5, Get Fresh 3.5, and you get a bottle of the best olive oil on the planet, at least that I've ever come across. And trust me, I'm a connoisseur um, for simply a dollar. I highly suggest you guys subscribe. Three bottles come about every three months. It's my, it's a Christmas for for adults, right? If you guys like being healthy, you're going to love Fresh Press Olive Oil. One more time, magbreakthrough.com. Use the code MUSCLE and get a Fresh 35 to get hooked up with Fresh Press Olive Oil. Enjoy the webinar on fat loss, tactics, strategies, and theory. Hope you enjoyed. If you do love it, don't forget to share it with at least one person you know and love who wants to live their greatest life in a body they love and be shredded at the same time. But here's what I want you to know. Um, none of this is useful if you're expecting a fast track. So I was thinking this morning, you guys may have seen my story on Instagram. I was thinking this morning, most of you guys, uh, or m- many of you guys who are on this call are successful in one area of life or many areas of life. And maybe you're just like, hey, I need to learn how to be a little bit better in my, my physique stuff. Does that sound, like, sound right with many of you guys? So the people that I work with typically are, you know what, I'm really good at what I do. And they're looking at, they're looking for someone who is, equivalently or, or better at what the, what we do, right? So you're looking for someone who's, who's you know, the best at what we do. And so you're looking for a, a proven path. So if I came into your business and I said, hey, teach me what you do, you'd be able to do that in a, in a relatively concise way, in a replicable way, right? So one of the things that we do here at Muscle Intelligence is we teach high achievers how to get in the best shape of their life. But here's what we don't do. We don't babysit guys. We don't spoon feed you. We don't sugarcoat things. So if you're someone who's looking for, you know, the the quick fix, fast track, this isn't for you. What I'm looking for on today's call is guys who are willing to, to take responsibility and to acknowledge the reality that getting anything in life worth having isn't going to come easy, right? So think of this metaphor, all each and every one of us Usually in Europe as well. I'm not sure how many guys here from Europe or elsewhere in the world. But in North America, there's this mentality around, I want to win the lottery one day. 
right? And ever like winning the lottery would be cool, but we get stuck in this childhood mentality of dreaming like we're going to win the lottery one day. And so instead of going out there and creating a plan that, you know, maybe takes 15 to 20 years for us to make 10 million bucks or 20 million bucks, we sit at home on the couch and we buy lottery tickets every day and we go, one day I'm going to win the lottery, right? And we so we hope and we wish and we dream. And that's built into our culture. We're like, you know, one day when it gets easy, I'm going to have all this money and then I'm going to buy the house and the car and the boat and the clothes and I'm going to have everything I want. And everyone's going to think I'm cool. Instead of, instead of saying, hey, if I just work my ass off, I put my head down and work my ass off for five years, I can make tens of millions of dollars, right? We have this mentality of, I want the fast track. I just want somebody to give it to me. I want it to be easy. If you're someone who says, I want it to be easy, this isn't for you. What I, what, who this is for is someone who goes, man, just show me the fucking plan and I'll do it. And I'll do every single thing every single day, right? Nothing in my life has ever come easy to me. And I should hope you're not wishing for it to come easy to you. So this is a call to action for guys who are going to take responsibility for their life and realize you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to make $10 million in the next 10 years or the next two years, you can do it. You simply don't know how yet. And what I hope to do today is reveal a process for you guys that you can walk you through step-by-step exactly what's necessary to achieve the body of your dreams. Is it going to be easy? No, don't ask for it to be easy. Ask for you to be stronger. Right. One of the quotes you guys will see throughout the presentations I go through is a, is a quote from a mentor of mine, Jim Rohn. Has anyone ever heard of Jim Rohn? Jim, R-O-H-N. I strongly suggest you, work, you look him up. Watch every video he's ever put out. He's the GOAT of self-improvement, Jim Rohn. And so what he said that really hits home to me is don't set the goal for the end result. Set the goal for what it makes of you to achieve it. So don't set the goal to be a millionaire for the money. Set the goal for the person it makes of you to achieve it. What does that mean? I'm becoming a better man. I'm developing skills, developing habits, developing beliefs, confidence, and self-esteem as I go through this process. So guys, I hope we have 20 to 25% of you guys drop off right now because you're like, man, I was hoping this guy's going to sell me some pill, some powder, some potion because like, I want to do it fast. I wanna still want to sit on my ass and, and watch television for six hours a day. If that's you, man, just drop off now. This is not for you. And this is not me trying to be mean. It's just like realistic. I hate getting on calls with people who say, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I'm willing to do that work. Like this kind of hurts, that kind of hurts. And they got all that kind of excuses. To me, that's a child, right? The reason I started coaching guys over 40 is because guys over 40 take responsibility for their life. Everybody with me on that? If you're not there, peace out. No hard feelings. When you're ready, I'm here for you. Right when you're ready to take responsibility and go, fuck yeah, I can do this. Here's the thing: you can do it too. Right? Don't listen to the guy who was on the Mr. Olympia stage because I was on the Mr. Olympia stage. Listen to the guy who was 30% body fat from a family of obese alcoholics who no one in my life had ever graduated high school or or you know been healthy or even stepped inside a gym ever. Right? That's my childhood. That's my life. Right? Everyone in my family is obese. Everyone in my family is an alcoholic. Like, this isn't my past. This is my reality. So all that bullshit you guys are telling yourself as to why you can't, simply the reality is you don't want it bad enough yet, right? So if you want it bad enough, you'll do it. If you don't, you won't. And that's a simple reality. So one of the, one of the objectives of the call today is to have you guys start to bring to your conscious awareness. So the prerequisite to change, all prerequisite, the prerequisite to all change is awareness. I have to be aware of what I'm doing minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. If I'm not, I can't change. 
If you guys get stuck in the mindlessness of life, after 35, 95% of what we do is, is mindless. Do you know that? 95% of what we do is mindless. You can't get stuck in that. In order to change, you have to become aware and ultimately take action minute to minute, day to day, hour to hour, right? That's how what it takes. It takes awareness and it takes, I'm going to give you guys a list of things that it takes. If you're writing things down, this is a good time. It takes awareness. It takes intentionality. What does that mean? I need to be intentional about where I'm going. If I get in my car and I start driving with no intent, where am I going to end up? No idea. To be intentional, awareness, intentionality. And there's four things that are massive beyond that. What are they? Skills, habits, process, and beliefs. Six things in total. Skills, habits, process, and beliefs. If I want to be a, I don't know, I want to be a professional golfer, I got to learn the skills. So I go, okay, if I want to be like Tiger Woods, what is Tiger Woods, what skills does he have that I don't? Right? If I want to have abdominals, I'm going to be lean. What skills does that guy have that I don't? What habits does this person execute every day? What beliefs do they have about themselves? And what process do they follow to get there? Guys with me? So we're looking at them. Say it again. Awareness, intentionality, skills, habits, process, beliefs. That's it. Nothing else. It all fits into that framework. Right? And then if you want to add one thing on top of that, you need support. You need accountability. We can't all do it alone. Anybody identifies being the lone wolf? Like, you know, sometimes we just got to be be by ourselves and we got to man up and do it. Good. God, that's all of us, right? That's that's the blessing and the curse of the alpha male, right? Is we're like, man, nobody can keep up, right? Jump on my back. I got it. But guess what? You know what happens when we're taking care of everybody else? We're not taking care of ourselves. And guess what happens over time? We can take care of ourselves less and less and our, our health and our livelihood and our vigor goes away. Our testosterone starts to tank. Our desire and our motivation and our sex drive tanks because we're so busy worrying about all this other bullshit and not taking care of ourselves. If you're not prioritizing yourself, you don't win at life. People who are successful know how to prioritize what's important. What's important? Health, wealth, relationships. Not fucking sitcoms, right? I don't care how much you like the Patriots. Their games are not important, right? They may be uh, entertaining. You may want to watch them, but you don't need to watch them, right? So I heard a quote recently from a great friend of mine, and I want every one of you to write this down. You need 100% of what you need, and you only need 25% of what you want. Differentiate. You need 100% of what you need and 25% of what you want. Yes? So today I'm going to tell you what you guys need to be lean, healthy, and muscular. I don't care if you're spending 30 minutes a day or 60 minutes a day, or six hours a day, it doesn't matter. There's certain foundational prerequisites to being a human, to being a functioning person. If you want to be lean, healthy, and muscular, have a great sex drive, have great vitality and energy, then you're going to need to check boxes. I don't care what your beliefs have been up to this point. I don't care what your lifestyle looks like. If you want to change, you simply take action on these things. And here's how you're going to do it. Anyone lack motivation sometimes? Yeah. Listen, it happens to all of us. Here's why. You don't have clarity on your values yet, right? So we know what our values are. We can attach our goals to our values. If your goals and your values are divergent, they're not in alignment, you don't succeed. Here's an example. I value my family tremendously above everything else, everything else. So if I set a goal to say, I want to build 30 pounds of muscle, reasonable goal, and I, and I somehow think or feel 
that that time that I'm investing in my body is taking away from my family, I will never follow through on that goal. What I have to then do is change the association in my brain and say, no, this time I'm investing into myself is actually helping with my values. Do you see? So if I'm healthier and I'm stronger and I'm fit and I'm being a great role model for my kids, that contributes to my family, right? If I'm being a, a sack of potatoes and I'm sitting on the couch, that doesn't contribute to my family. If, I'm, if I value wealth and, and I a legacy in my family, well, if I go, man, this two hours I'm spending in the gym every day is taking away from my wealth, I'll never do it. If I go, if I can then turn on my brain and go, no, man, if I'm lean, healthy, and muscular, as soon as I walk in that business meeting, everyone's going to go, holy shit, what have you done? You look amazing. You have discipline. You have immediate respect. That's how you start to draw the association between goals and values. Do you guys see that? Does that make sense to everybody? Why are you here? Tell me your goals. I want to lose fat. I want to gain muscle. I want to increase my testosterone. I want to be fucking awesome. I want to build confidence. I want to build self-esteem. I want to build a community of men. What do you, what do you want? Right? And, and be honest. And here's the thing. Nobody wants to lose fat. Oh, I love that answer, Ruben. I don't, right. Nobody wants to lose fat, right? What you actually want is what you think the, the fat loss will give you, which is what? Confidence, self-esteem, energy, vigor, sex drive, right? Everyone thinks fat loss is the answer. What, and maybe it is, but it's, it's not necessarily the goal, right? Why is fat loss for men over 40 different? Well, the reason, the only, here's, here's the true story. The only reason I coach men over 40 is because I coached bikini girls. And it's, it's, it drives me insane. <laughs> Why? Because it's, it's too emotional, right? It's too, um, it's too unpredictable, right? If you're, if you're part of this community of guys, we're going to make this tactical. We're going to say, here's exactly what you need to do every day. There's five things you need to do every day. Can everybody commit to five things every day? If it doesn't take you more than, say, an hour, could you commit to five things a day that got you in great shape that you knew if you committed over 90 days or 120 days or six months, that you'd have the body that you want, five things. Is that unrealistic? Right. Well, when we make it less emotional and we make it more tactical, we go, man, you're going to have the support, but you're also going to have the process. Then it makes it achievable for you guys. So here's what you're going to get today. Um, so my story, what I would have done differently, I want to talk to you guys about that a little bit, how I struggled to lose fat, even as a bodybuilder. Um, what primary goal, what are the primary goals of men over 40? What should be the primary goals of men over 40? And I'm going to share what I think they should be and why. And I'm going to explain fat loss to you. Fat loss is a really simple process, but you got to understand it because I think if you understand it, you'll feel empowered to go, oh, that's actually quite simple, right? So obviously understanding it is one part and then obviously adhering to it is a completely different thing and adhering to it we'll talk about as well. And so there's four primary markers that I like to look at for fat loss. And I'll teach you guys, you guys about that today. So there's four really objectives. They're kind of end results. Right, so I'll, I'll know how you guys burn fat based on these four things, basically. Right, so if you were to join my coaching program today, I would say, hey, based on these four things, where do we sit with these four levels? And I would know right away if you're going to be eat good at burning fat or bad at burning fat. Now, let me ask you this: um, someone needs to be muted. I don't know what you guys know. Um, so let me ask you guys this: Is it a desirable state to be in to lose fat at rest? We all want to burn fat while we're sleeping, right? Does that make sense? Do you know that's what the body's supposed to do? That's all people like sell that in marketing as like this, this like magic trick. The body's supposed to burn fat at rest. That's what it's made to do. But guess when it doesn't, why it doesn't, right? Well, we'll talk about that today. We'll talk about that really explicitly. Well, the body is meant like everyone's like, hey, let me teach you how to lose fat at rest. 
That's what, it can, what it's made to do. You're not supposed to use carbohydrates when you're sleeping. You're supposed to burn fat at rest. But the problem is when you have a broken metabolism, it doesn't. Your body doesn't do that. Anybody ever wake up in the middle of the night to pee? Or you wake up in the morning and you're like starving? Or maybe you wake up in the morning and you're not starving, but like you're in the middle of the day. If you didn't eat for three or four hours, then you get starving. Everybody get like that? But you got 50 pounds of body fat. So you're like, why am I so hungry when I got, I get 50,000, probably 100,000 calories of stored energy in my body? That doesn't make sense, does it? If I, so if I have 20 pounds of fat on my body, which most of us probably do, that's 70,000 calories of stored energy in our body, 70,000. You could afford to not eat for weeks, but yet you're hungry after three or four hours of not eating. Why does that make sense? Because your body hasn't learned to tap into those fat stores. We're going to teach you today how to do that. It's so simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Okay. So why are you here? Do you want health? Do you want strength? Do you want to look great? Do you want sex appeal, confidence? Do you simply want to become a goal achiever? That's what I strive for. I want to be the type of person who sets a goal and, and, and achieves it, right? So that way, if it's like, hey, I want to make a million bucks this month, fucking do it. Figure it out. I'm not sure how. Don't know how to lose 20 pounds of body fat in the next two months, but I fucking will, right? It's to burn the boats. And this is the attitude of the guys I'm looking for today. Okay. So any of you guys ever felt like, so we got, we usually have two camps on these calls, right? We have two camps of people. We have people who just like, man, I'm kind of new to this. And I've never really done it before. I used to be in good shape. I used to be able to eat whatever I want. Can't do that anymore. I feel like I'm kind of getting fat. And the other camp is, man, I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall. Like I work really hard. I cut calories. It doesn't seem to work for me. You guys, either, you guys enter either of those camps. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a yes in the comment box. Just like acknowledge that we're here and we're on the same page because those are the types of people we're helping, right? If you're someone who's working hard and you're like, it's, it's, I, don't know, I need a new process, man. It's not working. Here's what I want you to know. Yes, you can. You simply don't know how yet. Anyone speak Chinese? Anyone like all speak Chinese other than you, Johnson? <laughs> uh, it's a serious question. So uh, if you don't speak Chinese, why not? You've never learned, right? Right. If I taught you how to speak Chinese, you know how to do it. It's not impossible. Is it easy? Well, maybe not. Depends how committed you are to the end result. If you had to speak Chinese because you're moving to China, then you would learn quickly. If it was, if you had a, a romantic interest in a different country, you would learn the language. Right. If you had financial interest in the other country, you would learn the language. But if you don't have to, you're like, yeah, you kind of, I don't really give a shit. That's going to be your result. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to all acknowledge in your brain. Why is this a must for you? So if you say, hey, man, I got to get under 10% body fat because at the end of this, I'm going to make a million dollars or multiple millions of dollars, or I'm going to, I'm going to find a love interest, or man, I'm just going to be able to live longer and, and or I'm going to be able to feel fucking awesome and be an alpha male. Sorry, if, I, if, you get, if it offends you, if I cuss, no. um, you need to know what it is. It needs to be clear for you. If you don't know it, you're going to fail. Same with speaking a different language. Right. If I say, hey, we're moving to France because we have a beautiful French love affair, you're going to learn to speak French quickly. Right. If, if you're if you if you don't, like, eh, I don't I'm going to France, but fuck them. They can learn to speak English. Right. But no, if you had to do it, you would do it. So this is what you want to think about for you guys. It's like, Why is it a must? You have to have pain with not achieving the end result. So we have to keep each other accountable to like, hey, man, I don't want to let this person down. I don't want to let myself down. I have so much integrity that I don't want to not do it. Right? All right. So a little bit about me. This is a true story. <laughs> I was raised literally on Captain Crunch for breakfast, Chips Ahoy cookies for lunch, and Jolly Ranchers for snack, and McDonald's for pizza for dinner. That was my life. I grew up obese in a family of alcoholics, and my, my house was the equivalent of turmoil all the time. Right? Everyone was fighting. I was literally telling somebody yesterday, 
But I remember watching the kids across the road who had, a, there was a, a two sisters, two brothers, four kids. And I was like, wait, you don't fight with your brother and sister? So like, no. I was like, what? I, I don't understand. Why, why don't why your whole family doesn't fight? Like they actually like each other. I didn't even understand what it was like to come from a family of people that didn't hate each other. They'd scream at each other constantly. I didn't understand. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I would watch those people across the road and I would model them. So for anybody who has an excuse around what happened in your past, why you can't achieve your goals, here's the, here's the reality. Bullshit. This is simply a story or a belief that you can let go in this exact moment right now, and let it wipe away and say, who do I want to become? What are the skills, habits, beliefs, and process that I need to embody? And who already has those? Who can I model? If I want to be like, if I want to look like somebody else, if I want to embody something they have, I simply model them. Just like I modeled the kids across the road and I modeled the neighbors across the road. I didn't model my family, right? I became the lone wolf at seven years old because I didn't want to model my family. And each and every one of you guys can do that. That's it. You can do it. So by the time I was seven, I was obese. I had a speech impediment and a learning disability. What do I do now? I went from being obese to being on the Mr. Olympia stage, sub 4% body fat, making a living in my underwear. I went from having a, a speech impediment to now teaching thousands, if not millions of people around the world on stages. And I had a learning disability. What do I do now? I'm an educator, professional educator. I teach people effective fitness, health, and well-being strategies. Interesting, isn't it? So all that bullshit you tell yourself about why you can't, let the story go. You're either a victim to your life or you're empowered by it. You can't be both. I'll say that again. You're either a victim or you're empowered by it. You cannot be both. You can be both in different situations, but you're either a victim or you're empowered. Choose empowerment right now. All that shit I used to tell myself about why it hurts to walk, why I can't go to the gym, why I'm too fucking tired, why I need seven cups of coffee to even get motivated to go to the gym is bullshit. You just have to start. So literally, <laughs> that's not me, but I'm trying to get a picture from my mom because it's probably pretty similar holding the Big Mac. That kind of looks like me. I don't know if I had the hat sideways, but and I had hair back then too. Uh, but so I literally went from this to this, right? Went from, from a kid who was, was smashing um, McDonald's to being on the Mr. Olympia stage and being a bodybuilding champion. Why did I do that? Because I wouldn't take everyone else's story as my own. I wanted to write my own story. That's it. And you guys, every, every one of you guys has the opportunity to do that if you're committed right? If you're willing to let go of the bullshit. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of people who try to hold you back. There's going to be a lot of people who try to hold you back, right? How bad do you want it? All right. So um, you guys, some of you guys know me. Some of you guys don't. I teach since 2010. I've been teaching hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people now, uh, the best muscle building strategies on the planet. And um, I went from a guy who was 155 pounds at 17 years old. And I literally said I had negative muscle. I remember curling the 12 pound dumbbells and celebrating because I had never done it before, 12 pounds. And everyone goes, holy shit. Yeah, I was weak as a kitten, right? But I didn't, I didn't care. I had a goal, right? And I didn't set a three-month goal or an Instagram-like uh, goal. I set a 10-year goal. Actually, when I started, I set a 16-year goal. When I started, people don't know that. Actually, yeah, I think it was more than 16 years. But I, I set the goal to be a professional bodybuilder by 25 and retire by 35. Anyways, I won't tell you too much about me, but there's a lot of cool stuff. If you guys don't know me from the Muscle Intelligence Podcast, 
uh, one of the top fitness podcasts in the world. Most of you guys have listened to that by now. Um, we teach everybody effective strategies to live your greatest life in the body you love. I work with some of the top athletes in the world, some of the top coaches in the world to help them get in the best shape of their life and then obviously empower them, um, their clients to get in the best shape of their life. We have coaches uh, all over the world, probably 15, 20,000 by now, coaches teaching our, our theory, actually probably well more than that. Chances are, if you've ever worked with a trainer in your life, they're using some of my methods and teachings. Um, <laughs> everyone who's been through my 40s, is like, yep, yep. Everyone I talk to is like, hey, I did it on my 40. And I'm like, yeah, I, fuck, I know. <laughs> Everyone's done it. It's, it's pretty awesome. So I appreciate all you guys who did, who did purchase it and I hope I did provide value to your life. Um, so if we're going to start today, uh, we're going to talk about forget what you think you know about fat loss and open your mind to a new mechanism. What do you think you know about fat loss? Everybody, everybody think, uh, what do you think you know about fat loss? Do you think it requires a calorie deficit? Maybe. Do you think it requires a ton of hard work? Maybe. Do you think it requires genetics? Do you think it requires sacrifice and effort? What if I said all of those are not true, right? Maybe they're conditionally true in certain scenarios. What if I said there's a whole bunch of things you could do before that that were way more effective and easier as long as you just do them consistently? Maybe it sounds interesting, right? And I'll tell you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suggest it to you today. I'm gonna try to convince you of anything. I'm gonna show you compelling evidence. Now walk through it. So what I said I would show you is like, well, we'd all aim to be all aim to be we should all aim to be lean, healthy, and muscular, right? Why do I see healthy? Oh man, you well, a few reasons why we see healthy. Being uh, lean and big is useless without health. We see all these bodybuilders kicking the bucket. May they rest in peace. It's really sad, man. It's really sad to see these guys kicking the bucket and they just aren't they aren't um, aware, right? When you're when you're young and you're full of piss and vinegar, you're just not aware. I was there. Right? Like you don't care. And I'm, I'm very blessed to have got out of bodybuilding with amazing health and amazing vitality, amazing energy, amazing focus, uh, an amazing business, an amazing family. But I created that. That wasn't a gift, right? That wasn't a gift. I created that. How did I create it? By having a higher standard than everyone else. So I didn't hold myself to the standard of, I want to just not be fat. Anybody ever say that? I, wanted to, I just want to, I don't want to be fat anymore. Fuck that. I want to be lean. I want to be shredded. I want to be healthy. I want to be muscular. Every time you use those softeners, you use those kind of small pussy goals, you're, you're telling yourself it's not that big of a deal. Or maybe you're telling yourself that you don't believe in yourself. Like, I just want to lose like five, 10 pounds. Bullshit. Be honest. You got to lose 50, right? Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Sometimes the pain is necessary. And what happens if you don't lose 50 pounds? Man, well, five years from now, I'll probably be diabetic, right? Okay, let's fix that. I might have a heart attack. Okay, that's a big pain. You have to be real with yourself. Otherwise, you can, you know, like, listen, I don't want to lose any more friends. So I'm working towards starting a coalition for bodybuilders to help these guys not die young. There's markers we can see, right? We can tell. It doesn't just matter what, looks, what your body looks like on the outside. It matters what you look like on the inside. All right, you want to be lean. What does lean mean? The absence of visible fat. That's important. Not just because you want to look good. Fat is a metabolic hormone, uh, sorry, a metabolic tissue. It releases enzymes and inflammatory molecules and can inf impact your conversion of testosterone to estrogen. The higher your fat, the less testosterone you're going to have across the board. Okay, so we want to realize the higher our fat, body, the body literally releases an enzyme, an aromatase enzyme that converts testosterone into estrogen. Higher the fat, why is my testosterone low, doc? Well. Because your body fat's too high. Step one. There's other reasons. We'll walk through all that stuff today. 
So uh, in, body fat is extremely inflammatory. So if you, if all, all illnesses for humans are associated with inflammation, all of them. So if your inflammation is up, anybody ever do their blood test and see like CRP being elevated, C-reactive protein? That's that, right? Sometimes a whole bunch of other things are there, like triglycerides and A1C. All of those are indications of, of um, inflammation, right? It's associated with all-cause mortality. I don't want to die, so I pay attention to inflammation. Why do we want to be healthy? Health is not just the absence of illness, disease, or limiting ailments, is it? It's the, this is an important definition. Health is the ability to adapt to imposed demand. What does that mean? If I put a demand on your body, like I say, hey, let's go for a run. If I say, hey, let's go lift this weight. Does your body have the ability to do it and adapt? How many of you guys have a list of things that if I said, I want you to write these down right now, that you wrote down that you used to be able to do that you can't anymore? How many? Well, that to me is deteriorating, not just quality of life, but health, right? Health is the ability to adapt to, to impose demand and to perform well under any and all circumstances, right? You may not have that goal, but I tell you, you should, right? If the goals that you have are too small, you will not pursue them. They won't pull you out of bed. You have to have a big goal and a reason why you're going to do it. All right, so and here's a fun fact. The, the further you diverge from daily practices of your ancestors, the further you move away from health. Everybody read that. The further you diverge from daily practices of your ancestors, the further you move away from health. How many of your ancestors sat on their ass and watched television on Netflix every night? How many of your ancestors stayed up till 11, 12 o'clock with artificial lights on the inside? How many? How many of them do you think didn't walk for miles and miles every day to go fucking fetch water and food or hunt their food or or pick their, their vegetables? How many of them? Ask yourself that. The further you diverge from your ancestors, the further you move away from health. What are the ancestors, what do they do? They moved, they got sunshine, they probably had a lot of sex, they probably ate really good food, whole foods, right? All your, how many of you guys have families who have ancestors who have like 15 plus kids? There was a lot of sex being had. There was not much else to do. Like, let's have a lot of sex. Like, why did they have a lot of sex? Because they were, they were healthy. Testosterone was, was elevated, right? I don't want to dwell on that. Why do we want to be muscular? Being muscular is not just aesthetic. What is it? The presence of strength, fitness, performance, mobility, and the absence of joint pain. Anybody when you guys train for a long period of time and go, man, my joints hurt from training? Well, let me tell you a fact. That's not par for the course. That's not supposed to happen. It means you're doing it wrong. If you're training and your joints hurt, ladies and gentlemen, not too many ladies, there's a couple here though, it's because you're doing it wrong, not because it's the way it's supposed to be. And I don't care how much you're lifting. None of you guys have lifted more than me. And my, my joints aren't broken, right? Sometimes I get some bumps and bruises from when I was an idiot in my early 20s and late teens. But for the most part, man, I feel like a newborn baby, right? That's the reality. You have the ability to do that. I aim to return to my 25-year-old self, right? I, I, I aspire for wisdom and youth. Wisdom means I want to have the wisdom of the graybeard and the youth of myself at 25, the youthful vigor. Anyways. All right, so here's a little story that just, that just perfectly, before we get into the real tactics, and we don't have too much after this, but before we get into the real tactics, this is important for you guys to know. Everybody give me your attention. How many of you guys have a story around your genetics or your family or your history or how it's going to be hard? So do you realize that in this exact moment, 
in this exact moment, your body on the inside is perceiving the external environment and the internal environment. So right now my body is perceiving the light, it's perceiving the, the air, it's perceiving uh, everything around me. If there's a lion in the corner, it's perceiving that. Even if you don't acknowledge it, 90% or more, 98% of things are unconscious, meaning your body is perceiving it subconsciously or unconsciously, right? So your body's perceiving all these things around you, and then it's creating this internal uh, adaptation to the environment. So if it's cold, your body warms up. If it's hot, your body starts to sweat. Your body's just always adapting, right? So in every single instant right now, and for the rest of your life, and for every minute since you've been born, your body is turning genes on or turning genes off based on what's happening in your life in this moment. With me? So if I go and go for a walk, that turns on different genes than if I sit on the couch and eat a donut. Different. Not, not good, not bad, just reality. So the body that I have right now is a perfect reflection of my lifestyle and my genetics in combination up to this point. Does that make sense? So yeah, we all have we all get born with like a deck of cards, right? We're all handed cards and we're born. Some better, some worse. It's all subjective. Each and every one of you is great at something. You're better than me at many things, I'm sure. Right. But if you guys want to have a great body, what we need to do is we need to find a training system that matches your lifestyle and your genetics and allows you to express the genetics that you want. And you can do this, right? You can you can express the best genes that you have in a way that allows you to be lean, healthy, and muscular for life if you implement the daily best practices. So here's what I want you guys to know. Everybody read this. You are not your genetics. You're not your parents. You're not your past. You're not your story. Right? What am I? I am my daily habits. I am my skills, my habits, my beliefs, and my process. That's what I am. And if I want to change who I am or reflect in a different way of who I am in the future, I need to change those things, skills, habits, process, beliefs. So how do I do that? Every one of you is over 40, I assume. Most of you guys are coming up on 40. We got some guys who go, man, I'm not quite 40 yet, but man, I'm feeling it. Join us. Here's what I want you to think about. You're going to fast forward to your 50 or when you're 60 or when you're 70. Are you looking back at, your, at yourself and going, man, fuck yeah. Like you set me up with health and vigor and vitality. Hell yeah. Thank you. I look back on my 30 and my 20-year-old self and I go, man, you put up with a lot of shit. Like, good for you, man. Like, you you endured through some really tough times as a child, as a teen, as a 20-year-old, and you set yourself up for great things in life, right? It didn't happen overnight. It was a 10, 20, 30-year process. So I want you to one of you to, to fast forward in your mind 10 years from now. And when you're looking back on today, are you going to say, man, thank you? You set me up for, for really great things in life. Or are you going to go, fucking idiot? What have you done? Listen. And, and I've said that too. <laughs> I've said that too, like you idiot. Like, and we all make stupid mistakes. Life is literally the combination or, or the accumulation of good mistakes and bad mistakes or good, good uh, decisions and bad ones, right? In this moment, I can choose to eat the steak or the donut. I can choose to go for the walk or sit on the couch. It's literally just like minute to minute. I need to, I need to make the decisions. Is it constructive or destructive? Constructive or destructive, right? And as I said, most of those things become habit. Most people aren't aware of their decisions. So the first step in change is awareness. But I want you guys to realize you can change it right now. Just every time you feel like you, you choose discipline over comfort. Every time you feel like that, that hard thing has come up to discipline over comfort and you win, you win the day. Here's the reality. I want you guys to win five things every day. If you can win five things every day, you give me a check, a check, a check, a check, a check, five checks. You give me a W, you circle it. We win the day. 
you guys string together wins, you win life. Is everybody committed? Can everybody commit to 30 days? Let's say that we started on November 1st. We say from November 1st, November 30th, we're going to commit to win, to doing five things every day to help us improve our body composition. Would that be hard? If anyone answered yes, you're wrong. Bullshit. It might be uncomfortable. It might be different than you normally do. It certainly wouldn't be hard. I'm not asking you to do stay awake for 30 days. I'm not asking you to be a Navy SEAL for 30 days. I'm asking you to do small shit every day to get a little bit more healthy than you were on today, right? So if you go, oh, it'd be hard. You're full of shit, right? You're telling yourself a story. It's not hard. Nothing is hard. And if you find it hard, you need to surround yourself with people who aren't soft. And that's not an insult. I apologize. That's not an insult. Like we are soft as a society. And I take, I, I, I put myself in that category sometimes too, right? We're soft. It's the softest, the weakest we've ever been. Everything's easy. If I want food, I walk to the grocery, right? If I want, if I want comfort, I put on the air conditioning, right? It's not hard. Man, life's too easy. And so now when we get a little uncomfortable, like, oh shit, I can't do it. You guys need to implement daily discomfort. Change your relationship with hard every single day. Change your relationship with hard. What is hard? I've never worked hard a day in my life. Everyone you meet who's ever known me as a professional bodybuilder would say, that motherfucker is the hardest working guy I've ever met. And I've never worked hard a day in my life. That's an honest story. Because I'm like doing these two-hour leg workouts. Everyone goes, how do you do it? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's Navy SEALs out there who are doing this for fucking 50 days in a row in Iraq with someone shooting a gun at them. Or there's guys out there doing 100-mile marathons. So there's people out there who haven't eaten in three weeks. The fuck is this hard for me to eat the best food in the world, go train hard at the gym, and then go home to my fucking cushy air-conditioned house? This isn't hard. I'm just soft, right? That's the reality that I want all of you guys to face. None of this stuff is hard. You just don't know the process yet. And hopefully to re reveal it to you today. All right. Fat loss explained. The reason you guys are all here, this is easy. Look, this is if you guys left with this, you'll be empowered to change. Fat loss is a two-step process. What is it? So I want you guys to all give me your attention for a second. Fat loss, you don't have to read this. I'll, I'll tell you what it means. So in your, in your body right now, in everyone's body, in Caroline, you are, how fat you are, you have cells that are made up of fat. And in order for that fat to go away, there's two steps that need to happen, and they're distinctly separate. The first one is I need to let my body to release the fat from the fat cell into the blood. When it goes from the blood into the mitochondria or into the cell to be used as energy, that's a second process. So the first one's called lipolysis. It's dependent on an enzyme called lipase. So we re release fat from the fat cell into the bloodstream. Step one, that requires very distinct things to happen. Step two, I need to burn it, which from the blood into the mitochondria, into the cell to be used as fuel. Both of those are separate. So how do I do those things? Guys, this is the easiest thing in the world. If I want to, my body to release fat from the fat cell, what needs to happen? Low blood glucose, low blood lipids. That's it. Blood glucose needs to be low. Blood lipids need to be low. What does that mean? No sugar, no fat in my, blood, in my bloodstream in that moment. Okay. So how do we do that? Well, there needs to be periods where I don't eat right? Or I burn through what's in my bloodstream. There needs to be periods where I do that. That can even be while you sleep. Yeah. If your body's healthy, it can be while you sleep. And I'll teach you about that in a minute. So, okay. So there's got to be periods where I have low blood glucose and low, uh, low triglycerides, right? In my bloodstream. Has anybody ever done a blood test where the doctor goes, man, your blood glucose is really elevated and so is your triglycerides? You go, I'm not sure why I'm not burning fat, doc. Yeah, that's why. Right? So we have to go, okay, well, what do I need to do then to make sure my triglycerides and my blood sugar is low? I'm going to teach you about that. The second thing is 
once your body starts releasing fat from the, from the fat cell into the tissue or into the, the, the blood, I'm going, okay, well, I need to oxidize this. So I need to create a demand inside the muscles to burn through it. So how do we create a demand? We create a demand through exercise. Well, we create a demand through movement or create, building more muscles. So the muscle goes, man, I have this huge, if I have a big muscle, it has a big demand. Of a small muscle, it has little demand, right? So I go, okay, how do I influence the amount of oxidation, this step two, how do you influence the amount of oxidation? Right? Build more muscle, do more shit, move more. That's it, right? It's not complex, it's quite simple. It's not easy, but I'll walk you through exactly how to do both steps right now. All right, so what influences oxidation lipolysis? Four key factors. You guys all know this intuitively, but I'm gonna walk you through it a little bit. So hormones influence it, right? Testosterone and estrogen influence it. Leptin and ghrelin, cortisol and epinephrine. So testosterone, you guys know, uh, influences muscle retention above all, right? It influences your ability to retain muscle. That's important. Here's the thing with testosterone, guys. Everybody listen. It's a 17-step process to produce testosterone in your body. Somebody's unmuted. Sorry, I can't see. Um, so testosterone is a 17-step process to produce in your body. If one thing is missing in that process, guess what happens to testosterone? Plummets. It's one thing. So what, hey guys, my testosterone's low. No shit. You're not paying attention to your diet. Your body's hugely inflamed. Your microbiome's a disaster. You can't have testosterone. I'm gonna walk you through how to improve that today. Why is your estrogen high? Your body fat's too high, right? Simple. Leptin and ghrelin are the hunger and satiety hormones. Leptin makes you feel full, Ghrelin makes you feel hungry. So ghrelin, does everybody ever feel like, like that burning in your belly when you start feeling hungry? Yeah, I feel really hungry. Tell me about that. What happens when you feel that? This is a distinct difference between guys who are fat and guys who are lean. What's the difference? When I feel ghrelin, I feel hunger. I smile. Why do I smile? Because I go, man, my body's burning fat. I've created an association in my brain that says, when I feel hunger, my blood glucose is low, my blood lipids are low. That means my body's burning fat. My body's dumping fat from the fat cells into the bloodstream, right? Lipolysis. So when I feel hunger, I don't go, I need to eat something right now. I'm freaking out. I get, I'm hungry. No, I go, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm burning fat. I like being hungry. I've created an association in my brain with hunger being good for me. Just like I, have an I create an association in my brain in the gym with discomfort and burning being good for me. I want to be out of breath. I want it to burn. And you guys feel that way? Anybody not feel that way? Man, I hate when I, my, my lungs are burning and I'm out of breath. I feel like I'm going to panic. No, you got to go, good. Change it. Good. I'm, just, I'm uncomfortable. Good. I'm getting stronger. Right? This is what needs to happen, guys. Truthfully. Change your association. It's not hard. So change your association with what's hard. Change your association with what it feels like to breathe heavy. Change your association with what it feels like to be hungry. Your body and your life will change. I promise you, it'll change. If you start to love the feeling of being hungry, you'll, you'll want it all the time. Your body will get lean like this. And I'll give you more reasons as to why. Cortisol and epinephrine. Cortisol sometimes gets a bad rep. So cortisol, people think, man, your, your, your cortisol is elevated. Good. Your cortisol is supposed to be elevated at certain times of the day. It's not supposed to be elevated all the time. So here's what happens to most people. Everybody look. Cortisol goes like this for most people. 
it's wavy. It goes up a little bit, it goes down a little bit, it goes up a little bit, but it never does this up or down. Whereas that's what it's supposed to do. Every one of us is getting a pulse in cortisol every single day. That's a good thing. Do you know why? Because that mobilizes energy. So when your body loses cortisol, you're dumping energy into the bloodstream. It's dumping fat, it's dumping glucose into the bloodstream. It's for use for, for exercise, for mobilization. So we want cortisol. What we don't want is cortisol always in these kind of low shitty ranges. We want huge spikes of cortisol when we wake up in the morning to fuel us. And then when we go to bed at night, I want no cortisol. Anybody wake up in the morning feeling lethargic? Fuck, I need six cups of coffee. I need even one cup of coffee to get going. Anybody wake up or go to bed at night feeling like they have more energy sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? You have a dysregulated cortisol. That's not normal. It's common. It's not normal. That's not good. I don't give a shit about what people say about your chronotype. Like, I'm a night owl. It's bullshit. You're supposed to have energy when you wake up in the morning. If you don't, something's wrong. You're supposed to have lower energy in the evening. If you don't, something's wrong, right? I don't care what people are trying to tell you about chronotypes. I understand chronotypes very well. If you know what chronotypes is, the suggestion is some people are morning at people. Some people are afternoon people. Some people are evening people. Everyone still has the proper cortisol. Anyone who's healthy still has a proper cortisol rhythm in the morning, and it goes down at night. Here's why. When the sun goes down, your body, so when the light starts to diminish, your body starts dropping cortisol. And what does it do? When the light starts to diminish, the body starts releasing melatonin. Melatonin prepares us for sleep. Cortisol goes down, the body goes, we need, we're using less energy. Guess what happens? Most guys never get up in the morning because they, they don't have no energy and they, they, go, they don't ever go low, they never go up. They just, these are these guys who, anybody tend to wake up in the middle of the night to pee or think you wake up in the night because you have to pee? It's not true. Nobody wakes up at night because they have to pee. You pee because you woke up. Listen to me. You pee because you woke up. If you're in a super deep or shallow state of sleep, your body will go, oh, I'm, I'm not asleep. I need to pee. Your bladder is plenty big to keep, you, to keep you from peeing through eight hours a night, I promise. There's no human in the world who has to wake up, unless you're drinking fucking 12 liters of water. There's no human in the world who has to wake up to pee. You pee because you woke up, right? You may be in a super light state of sleep where you think you're kind of asleep, but you're not. Right? Your body is literally waking up. That's why you pee. And most people pee in the middle of the night because they have dysregulated cortisol, they have dysregulated blood sugar, they have dysregulated uh, triglycerides. We can fix all that. I'll tell you guys. It's easy, easy, simple. Right. So we talked about hormones. That's one thing we got to improve. And, and those, I'll, I'll tell you how to do that today. Uh, the second thing we got to improve is thyroid function. Anybody ever feel cold? Anybody ever have a uh, lack of focus, bad mood, brain fog? Here's a symptoms right there. Fatigue, hoarse voice, elevated low end blood pressure. So that's the diastolic is the bottom. Weight gain, body temperature, appetite, low appetite, constipation, gut distension, low mood, impaired cognition, all these things, pins and needles, weakness. Those are all a indication of low thyroid. What are the causes of low thyroid? Poor gut health, antidepressants, autoimmunity, which means usually because you're eating too much shit food, uh, low iodine, low selenium, and HPA dysfunction, which is uh, hormone regulation, stress, basically. Anybody have that? Good. We could fix it, right? There's no problems that we can't fix. You just got to be willing to do it. All right, here's the big one, guys. Here's the big one. This one is massive. And uh, I was contemplating only doing a webinar on metabolic flexibility because I could do an hour on this. But this is what you guys should all aspire to. And it's so simple. The reason I've only put a few things on the slide, it's so simple. You need to use more fat at rest or metabolic flexibility, sorry, is the ability to use more fat at rest and use more carbohydrate at high levels of intensity, high levels of energy. So most of you guys, I'm going to assume, I don't know, most guys after 40, stop 
having the ability to access that high level of exertion. If I ask you to get up right now and sprint, you know, at 100 meters down the, down the street, could you do it? Some people go, yeah. Some people go, mm, no, man, I probably hurt myself, or I probably just couldn't go that fast. So you're just losing. It's like the walls closing in around you, right? You're losing the ability to move hard, to move fast and be strong. And you're losing the ability to calm down at the end of the day. So this is what we're trying to do is we want to like stretch out our high end performance and our opposite ability to, to relax. So the more I stretch out or like push the high level of performance, whatever performance means for you, I also need to have the, the equal and opposite relaxation and recovery uh, practices. So I, tr I train my body to train hard and I train my body to relax hard. Anybody have a hard time falling asleep? Everybody have a racing mind? This is the inability to turn off your nervous system. So the nervous system governs it all. I'm gonna tell you guys how to create metabolic flexibility. Here's what we do. So here's how you know if you're metabolically flexible. If you don't eat for three hours, four hours, five hours, and you feel hungry, and you, so I shouldn't say that, and you feel like not hungry, hangry, like you're so hungry, you feel like you're like you sort of shake and you have low blood glucose and you feel like you're, you're disoriented and your brain doesn't work. That's poor metabolic flexibility. If you're over 12, 15% body fat, you have poor metabolic flexibility because when you don't eat, your body shouldn't go into this, this place where it's dependent on carbohydrate. So if I eat, let's say I have a big bowl of protein or carbohydrates, my blood sugar goes up and then two, three, four hours later, it starts coming down. And as it's coming down, your body starts then using less carbohydrates for, for fuel, starts using more fat for fuel if you're healthy. If you're not, as the, as the carbs come down, the fat doesn't go up. So the body doesn't have the energy it needs. So the body just keeps going, oh, I'm going to keep eating. I need more carbs for fuel. I need more carbs for fuel. And if you don't put more in, the body goes, what do I do? It goes into stress mode. It releases stress hormones. And your body goes, I'm just going to dump everything into it. That's when we start feeling like anxiety and overwhelm. And if you ever got um, like low blood sugar reactions where you felt hypoglycemic, that's your body doing, giving, giving a stress response. So it just mobilizes energy to keep you alive. So uh, metabolic flexibility, how do we get metabolic flexibility? Well, we need to improve a couple of things. We need to improve insulin sensitivity, most important. We need to decrease inflammation and we need to improve aerobic fitness. We need to improve gut health. So there's four things. Gut health and inflammation are, are very much associated. Gut health and inflammation. Insulin sensitivity, aerobic fitness. That's it, four things. And we could do all of those things very quickly. The fourth lever, so I told you hormones, thyroid, metabolic flexibility, and the fourth thing you guys need to be doing is improving exercise performance. So we can't directly change, uh, well, we can't, I don't suggest directly changing hormones. Guys, one of the most common questions I ask is like, gosh, should I take TRT? And maybe, but my suggestion is check all those 17 steps in the process first right? Because you can fix testosterone without having to take testosterone. Um, again, I'm not against taking testosterone. I, I, I take testosterone, but I also make sure that I check all the 17 boxes. And we talk about that again. So why do we need to improve exercise performance? Do you know the nervous system governs everything? <laughs> the brain and the nervous system govern everything. So if my body's going to burn more fat, it's, it's going to need to be able to perform at a higher level. Have anyone felt like your performance kind of starts to like the walls closing in around you as you age, your ability to do things becomes less and less and less, right? It's just the nervous system losing its ability to send signals at a fast rate to the muscles to contract, right? So we want to keep that speed of contraction, the strength of contraction, the frequency of contraction, the endurance of contraction, 
We want to keep all of those things. So we need to train, guys. As, as men, we're, we're men. If, and if you think about it, if we weren't running, we we're walking, we we're hunting, we we're having sex, what were we doing? We're moving, right? And there's not a lot. I'm going to sit down and watch Netflix. It's not ancestral. It's getting away from, it's a divergence from your ancestral practices. So, yeah, skip from there. All right, this is, this is a bunch of stuff that I'm going to rip through super quick. So I don't want to take too much more time because this is a bunch of stuff here. What are the biggest mistakes in phallus? Anybody want to know the biggest mistakes? Here. That, that first one, I put it there on purpose because it's a stupid mistake. Has anyone ever tried to lose fat and cut calories? It's such a dumb mistake. It's, a, it's an amateur mistake. And you'll get a lot of experts who will argue with me on this, but I'm going to tell you why. And if you have a logical brain, you're like, yeah, fuck, that makes sense. So if I, if I said, hey, Frank, we're going to increase training because we want to lose fat. So as I just, just went through, our, our primary goal in fat loss should be creating bigger machinery to create more oxidation, right? I want to create bigger muscles, right? Or at least more efficient muscles. I want the muscles to like be able to contract fast, contract hard, contract with endurance. Oh, I, want to create, I want to create better performance, however you define performance. It could be strength, it could be speed, it could be endurance, it could be any of it. So I need the muscles to do that more effectively. Well, if I say, okay, to do that, I need to change the way I train. I need to train maybe more often, maybe more intensely, more, maybe more specifically only, right, for my body. And if I go, okay, well, I'm going to train a little bit more, and then I'm going to decrease calories. Anybody ever heard that? Like, anyone ever, if you ever ask anyone out there, like, how do you get in shape? What's the first answer? Train more, do more cardio, eat less calories. Anybody heard that? If you, if you hear somebody say that, say thank you, you're full of shit. Why? Because when we train and we do cardio, what are we doing? We're putting more stress on our system. Do any of you guys, um, I, probably not, but like, I, I, you, have any of you guys ever actually felt stressed? Uh, no one on here would ever be stressed, right? You've never felt stressed in your life. Okay. Well, obviously we all have. So let's put more stress on top, more training and more cardio. So we're going to add more stress on top of the stress you've already got, right? And so now we're adding this huge amount of stress. Like you're, you're, you're starting to tip over. Your cup's starting to, to spill over. And then I'm say, okay, Frank. Instead of um, giving your body what it needs to recover from the stress, I'm going to take away the biggest lever it has to recover from stress. Do you know calories are the calories and sleep are the two biggest levers we have to recover from stress? And I'm going to take those away. It's like saying, hey, Frank, we want you to train really hard, but I'm only going to let you sleep two hours a day. Stupid. This is retarded. So I need to, sorry, I need to do uh, increase my performance and support performance. That's what needs to happen. I need to train and I need to eat to fuel performance. So we take nutrition through two lenses. If you guys are curious, write these down. How do we look at nutrition? We look through two different lenses. The first one, above all, is decrease inflammation. So I never want to consume things that I know to be inflammatory to my body. Why? Destroys my microbiome, destroys my testosterone, makes me fat, makes me insulin resistant, makes me less metabolically flexible. All of it. Only things that are inflammatory. What's inflammatory? Most, most grains, gluten, wheat, dairy for most people, not all people, um, corn, soy, vegetable oils. Those are your, your big culprits. Stop eating that shit. Take it out of your house. Throw it in the trash. Sugar, massively inflammatory. Don't consume it. Small amounts. Sorry, I know it's, it hurts your feelings. Triglycer, tri or, um, sorry, um, trans fats, throw them out. They're not supposed to be in the human system. So this is how you have to eat through the lens of inflammation and performance. So when you eat to decrease inflammation, I need to feel performance. Okay. So the biggest mistakes, I'll list them right here. You guys cutting calories too soon, poor dietary choices. 
as I just said, if you're eating things that drive up inflammation, insulin resistance, or destroy your gut health, you don't stand a chance, right? Lack of movement is a huge mistake. If you're sitting on your butt and you don't have a daily practice. So I've got 7,000 steps already today. It's 10 a.m. How many steps do you guys have today? Hope our commitment, guys, is 5,000 before 9 a.m. 5,000 before 9 a.m. Figure it out. That's what we commit to every day. We commit to 10,000 by the end of the day, commit to 5,000 before 9 a.m. If you do that, your body will change. There's levels, but your body will change. So the biggest mistakes, cutting calories, dietary choices, lack of movement, not prioritizing performance, not intentionally building progress into the plan, doing what is familiar instead of what is necessary. Who's, who's guilty of that? Who goes to the gym and does the same shit day in, day out? Because it feels good, because you know you're good at it, because you don't really know if you're doing other things right. Well, what if it's not right? So we take the weakest link approach. We're going to find what you're not good at, and we're going to add that in there as well. Small bite-sized increments, right? Not focusing on gut health and inflammation is a big mistake. Not implementing stress optimization strategies. Not prioritizing aerobic fitness. Not prioritizing metabolic flexibility. And this big one at the end that I said already, guys, if you're a victim, or if you have a fixed mindset thinking you can't change, just give up. Just quit right now. If you think that your history determines your future, tap out, man. Tap out on this call, tap out on your goals. You ain't going to do it. right? You need to realize you're empowered. I'm here to support you guys. Literally, this is all I do. If you guys have been on these calls before, I want to support you, man. I want to be around amazing people. And everyone you know who's been through this system, many of you guys have been with us for a long time, knows it's real. It's like, hey, man, we want to fucking breed amazing men and strong men. I want my men, my children to grow up around men who are amazing, who are strong, who are mentors, who are inspirational, aspirational. Not a bunch of pansies. That's Sorry if that offends anybody. That's true, man. We got to man up and take responsibility for our lives. That to me is the difference between a child and a man, right? You guys ever think about that? Has anyone ever like gone from being a child into being a man and not taking responsibility for their life? Well, then you didn't become a man. You became an adult. You became a grown human, but not a man. To me, a man is someone who can take responsibility for yourself first. You do that in your teenage years. And then in your 20s, you start taking responsibility for a business. And then in your 30s, maybe you take responsibility for your family and your loved ones, right? And in your 40s, who do you take responsibility for? Everyone. Yourself, your kids, your spouse, your, your, maybe their kids at that point, right? Like, hey, man, jump on, jump on my back. I got this because I've taken responsibility for everything. And if you haven't, you never will. And these are the guys I'm looking for. These are guys I want to work with. All right. So if, I'm going to rip through these guys. You don't want to see this. There's a few, there's a few misconceptions around testosterone. I'll tell you what, high, high testosterone is not the goal. Utilization of testosterone is the goal. I know guys who have 300 testosterone versus guys who have 1,500 testosterone. Sometimes you guys who have 300 feel better. And it's not about just how much you have, it's how much your body uses. Um, more testosterone does not mean you're going to be happy, healthy, horny, and hungry. It does not, right? There's other things that can kill. You, you could take testosterone all day. I know guys who take testosterone shots and still have, still have no hunger, still have no sex drive, still can't lose fat because they don't do the other stuff. The solution is not going to your HRT doc and going, hey, doc, I need 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. Doesn't do it. You can do it all day. I mean, these, those are the guys that come to me. HRT clinics come to me and say, Ben, 80% of my guys don't get results. What should I do? I write them a program so they can deliver to their, to their guys. 
Because like, if, just, if you buy testosterone, you don't get results. You go to the doctor, dude, didn't work. So the doc goes, okay, I go to Ben and I hire Ben for thousands and thousands of dollars to write a program for them to deliver to their clients. So if you guys go into an HRT clinic and you get a workout, there may be a strong likelihood it's coming from me. Or you get a workout, you get a diet plan, you get a lifestyle optimization plan. Right? We write that for, for TRT clinics all over the world. So they come to me because like taking testosterone isn't the answer. It's all the other stuff as well. Um, so more testosterone does not mean better sexual performance. What means better, or what testosterone does mean, it can mean more motivation, it can mean more energy, it can mean more vigor, but it doesn't, and maybe more aggressive behavior, but it doesn't necessarily mean more sexual performance. What does? Improving the function of your body, improving the function of your, your cardiovascular cells, your, your organs, your every cell in your body. So moving along from there. Um, again, these are things I've talked about. I'm just going to rip through them. Why does testosterone tank after 25? It's not about testosterone. It's about the cell dysfunction. So your, your cells literally dysfunction. Your cells lose their ability. Your individual cell, like a single cell, loses its ability to function because of uh, too much fat, the wrong types of fat, inflammation, and lack of vitamins. So there's really three primary, there's probably 14 of them, but three things that I think of when I think of like dysfunction of a cell. So every single cell produces every hormone, every enzyme in your body, right? Every cell has the ability to transcribe new DNA, and that expresses as hormones, as whatever. So you need the cell to function well. The cell is the foundation of the human system. So the things that kill the cell or make it dysfunctional are the wrong types of fats or too much fat. So if you, if you have over fat, your cells just don't work. That kills testosterone. If your inflammation is high, that kills testosterone. And if you're lacking certain vitamins and coenzymes and, and cofactors, your testosterone won't work. All the other uh, organs won't work either, but testosterone is one that we know. So how do you reverse it? Pay attention to those things, right? Eat less, eat better foods, move more effectively. All right, so here's your, here's your objectives, guys. Prioritize a consistent calorie intake. Why? Predictability. Be consistent. Be predictable. Because if I see that, hey, I'm eating exactly this much a day and I'm not losing fat, what do you got to do? I can make a change. It's like having anyone have a business. It's like having a dashboard in your business. You have measurable metrics. They go, oh, I know exactly what I need to measure. And I can go, hey, man, we didn't make enough money this week. What do I need to change? Same thing in fat loss. Make it predictable. You guys want to take a screenshot of that picture, or a screenshot of this um, slide. There's all the things you should be doing dietarily. How should you be training to lose fat? Take a picture. If you guys want to do it, learn the skill. Train with high frequency, scale density. What does that mean? In increasing density over time. Um, improve aerobic fitness. That doesn't mean you become an aerobic, uh, you become a, a long distance runner or a swimmer. You just need to have adequate and effective aerobic fitness. And Lisa, read, read that last one. This is a big, this is a big, um, for any of you guys, if any of you guys are like training 10, 20 years plus, this is a big one. So guys just think that uh, training more is the answer, and that's stupidity. It's training should be equated to the volume you're capable of recovering from. Hear me? How much training you do must be equal to the amount that you're capable of recovering from. If you do too much, you're increasing the, the noise and not the signal. Does that make sense? So if I do a huge amount of training and I, and I get ridiculously sore, it takes me five, six days to recover, 
My body doesn't have the ability to recover from it. My body's spending all this time recovering from the inflammation, the, the soreness, and not building the muscle, not burning through calories. All right. I would take a picture of this too. What are the biggest lifestyle factors? So here's a little secret. Those are the things you should be doing every day outside of training. There's no training stuff there. But those are the things you should be doing every single day. Take a picture. Remember it. Write them down. Screenshot. Whatever. I'll put a smiling face on for you. <laughs> That's, those are the things. That's it. So there's 10 things. And some of them are like, man, I got to do like, like sunshine? I got to go outside? Yes, you do. And if you're not willing to do it, that's okay. That's, that was part of my slides that I removed. It's like, well, actually, they may be in the bottom. What are you willing to do? I think I'd like to go there. All right, guys. So here, here's where we get into action, right? Some of you guys, hopefully by now, you guys will acknowledge that um, fat loss isn't hard. It may not be, may not be easy, but it's simple. It's a, it's a proven process. It's not mystical. It's like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. It'll work if you do, right? So if you're committed to getting in the best shape of your life and, and ultimately, like I say, manning up, and that's the, so the one thing I think about is not just you. Forget about you. I know most guys, especially our age, don't prioritize themselves. We're usually a second priority. Well, who is are your priority? Who's dependent on you? Ask yourself that question. And how much better could you show up for them if you were lean, healthy, muscular, in shape, how much better could you show up for your business, for your job, for your family, for your kids, for your parents? Who's important to you, right? Would it be valuable to them if you showed up as a leader? If you want them to act differently and be differently, they hear nothing of what you say and see everything of what you do. Your actions speak volumes. Yes? All right, so who's going to succeed, right? Who's going to succeed? Here's why you're going to fail. As I said in the beginning, you're going to fail because your goals don't match your values. Learn your values. If you value family, if you value freedom, if you value finances, if you value integrity, you need to know that. You need to align your values and your goals. When your goals and your values don't match, things get tough. You turtle. You cower. It's human nature. When it's hard to get up in the morning and you're not motivated because you don't know your values, you don't do it. So what are your highest values? Here's how you find out. What are you willing to give up? Are you guys willing to give this stuff up? Serious question. I want to hear you guys. I want you to comment in the box. Are you willing to give those things up? TV, beer, alcohol, sugar, junk, pizza, partying, donuts, coffee, eating out. Here's the thing. It's okay if you're not. You've just acknowledged that you value that more than you value your health and your appearance and your well-being and your confidence and your self-esteem. That's okay. I'm not going to judge you. But if you're not willing to give those things up, fine. Decide that. Move on. What are you not willing to give up? Serious question. I want you guys to think about this. What do you not like? What do you like? If I go, hey, man, you got to give this up again. Well, you know, I kind of like eating Pop-Tarts. What are you not willing to give up? Well, whatever you're not willing to give up, you just told me what you truly value. Are you willing to give up your family? Are you willing to give up your finances, your integrity? your personal security. How about status? Social status is a big thing for us, right? As humans, we want to, we want to be associated with, with status. I want to be confident. I want people to think I'm the shit. Social life, drinking with the body. So whatever you're not giving up, whatever you're saying, I don't want to give that up, that's what you value. Wherever you spend the most time and money is what you value. So can you attach improved fitness 
to these values. That's it. Why is this a must? If it's not, it's okay. So here's the way I look at this. I picture a pyramid. And everyone in this, this room is in a pyramid. There's exactly 100 people in this room. There's a pyramid. There's 3% of you at the top. 97% are below at the top. 3% of you are going to take action and follow through. 10% of you think you're going to take action, but you never follow through. Right? So are you the top 3% who takes action and follows through? Or are you the next 7% who says you're going to take action, but you're full of shit and you don't do it? Or the other 90% who just simply knows, like, I'm, I'm not ready to take action. Like, I simply won't do it. It's okay. No judgment. At some point, you'll have enough pain and discomfort to move into the top 10 or the top three. But if it's not now, that's okay. Right? Be real with yourself. Be willing to move into a community of people who, who are real with you. We'll keep you accountable to it. And that's a wrap, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Thank you very much for tuning into the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben Pekulski, bringing you the best information I can find on the planet to help you sift through the noise, ultimately put together this puzzle that is health, that is our body, that is ultimately longevity and sustaining youth well into our old age. Thank you guys for being here. Truly grateful. I've been getting some amazing feedback and it always feels great to hear that people value the conversations we have on the show, we value the independent podcast a lot. And guys, uh, anytime you want a, uh, a podcast topic, please go into the Muscle Intelligence group on Facebook just muscle intelligence group. And uh, let me know. I'm curious to hear what you guys want me to talk about. There's so many topics, which is why I've been doing the webinars. I think webinars, the benefit of webinars for me is a very specific audience, is a very specific topic. I can talk about that all day. So if you guys have a very specific topic or a very specific uh, demographic you want me to speak to, let me know. Let me hear about it. And uh, as I kind of curate my topic more towards men over 40, it doesn't have to just be that way. I mean, if there's other audiences out there, part people of, who are part of the community who want some help, who want some support and guidance, I'm here for you guys. I think you guys know by now, my uh, objective with the podcast is helping, right? I legitimately care about helping people. And that's why I do what I do. And I feel blessed to do what I do and learn as much as I do and continue to pass on this wisdom of over 20 years, but 25 years now, if I'm being honest, of uh, sifting through all the information in the fitness industry. The podcast is brought to you one more time, guys, by the amazing people over at Buy Optimizers. Go to magbreakthrough.com, use the code MUSCLE, and you can also go over to GetFresh35, GetFresh35, the number 35.com to get a bottle of fresh press olive oil for a dollar. Get hooked up. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. Live your greatest life in a body that you absolutely love. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.